So a shock is something that jars the mind or emotions as with a violent, unex- unexpected blow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a severe sense to one's sense of propriety or, what, or decency mm-hmm. and outrage. Um, so, when a, so a shock is something, like it says, that really jars you mentally, physically, and sometimes, and or, and or spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. And just kind of knocks you off your game or where things at. And, and what happens is when someone receives a shock, well, before, before we get there, let's talk about some examples. Some examples of shock could be, you know, the end of a relationship, um, the death of a loved one, um, you know, a violation of what you feel is right or just mm-hmm. or tr- truth, a violation of that. Um, and what happens is when someone receives a shock or a series of shocks, they tend to become very upset in that area. Um, their mental and emotional system ends up being distressed and disturbed to the point they can no longer operate normally in that area. And basically from that point, life tends to get worse because from that point on, pieces of their attention are stuck in the shock. Mm -hmm. So there's less of the person here now in present time because a piece of them stay stuck in the emotion, the hurt, the outrage, the pain of that shock. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! I am Neville, pleased to be in conference alongside you. Once again, how are you? Uh, this is one of those moments when I'm almost tempted, almost, uh, to pluck up and recite one of the many heartwarming and uplifting passages that daily float across our feeds. But I am mindful that while these may be imbued with varying measures of timely awesomeness, For some within our communities who are laid bare, who are, as it were, whacked to the ground by many global shocks, who are currently disconnected from their goals and dreams, our sweet sentiments can, under poor light, seem trite or dismissive or cold and uncaring. For what uh, these need greatly is healing, is comfort, is just the necessary set of tools they'd use to pick themselves up and get moving again. And perhaps then we would all behold them performing wonders. For that is exactly that which they are most capable. Yes? Well, today we have good news. One, our guest is Dr. Jeff Crippen. And two, I've got a good report. I can report to you that, though it is not yet near enough, uh, there is a massive unfolding and outpouring of folks in many, many quarters 
who have not only pledged themselves, but are actively, actively, actively expending valued efforts to facilitate healing and reconnection and rebuilding and reconstituting in whatever ways they can the wholesomeness of the human spirit. That is good news. And I'd like to think it serves us really well to be awakened to it. So just jump right in. Those of you who are regulars of the journey are quite familiar with our guest, Dr. Jeff Crippen, founder of the Crippen Wellness Center and a life coach who has joined us on several occasions to remind us that our body is smart and to educate us about the importance of our immune system and how we can optimize it to remain perpetually strong. If you are new to the journey, we invite you to visit our platform, that is thejourney.riosports.com. Our platform is thejourney.riosports.com, and you can click on health. I am immensely thankful to Dr. Crippen for responding so readily to this invitation to lead us out of shock. He has not only agreed to do that, he is offering to all listeners a free webinar you can access uh, the following web address, aclc.us slash shock. That web address again is aclc.us slash shock. When we return, we will meet our guests. Dr. Jeff Crippen. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Welcome once again, Dr. Crippen. Thanks for accepting the enormous task of leading us out of shock. Yeah, thanks, Neville. It's, it's a pleasure to be back, and I appreciate the, the invitation to come back on today. I think, um, I think this is a really important question to look at, um, both within the context of someone's health, but also much bigger than that. Um, because, you know, for many people, um, you know, we've entered into turbulent times and we probably have over the last three or four months, we're recording this on July 6th of 2020 right now. Um, and there's been a series of shocks around the world, you know, for mm -hmm. some people they're economic, for some they're financial, for some they're social, um, for some they're cultural. And for some, it's a combination of all those things. And what happens is when someone gets stuck in a shock, there's a tendency to trap a lot of their energy and their attention and move more into the negative um, versus the positive. But doctor, one would expect that um, uh, that is a natural thing to happen 
are we uh, are we saying that a person uh, are we not now pressuring them further by saying boo on you to be shocked? That's a really good question, Neville. And I would say, um, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, yeah, I think that feeling of shock, I think, is natural. It's a natural response when accompanied by something that's shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a series of things that happen. So what's different, I think, about this, and I, I understand your question, I, I believe. Um, but what I'm saying here is actually... The goal of what we're, what I'd like to share today is actually to give someone the tools mm-hmm. to work through themselves when they come into a shock. Not there's there's going to be no judgment on you know why they're shocked or how they're shocked or anything like that because in my experience working with clients, it's very individual working mm-hmm. thing to thing. There's certainly some general trends working with someone, mm-hmm. but something that may seem like a big deal to someone may not seem like quite as big a deal to the other and something that may seem like a small thing to one person may seem huge to someone else that's not that's not the point there's the type of coaching we do isn't there's no judgment on what causes a shock to someone instead our efforts are focusing on helping them Mm -hmm. process through that shock not to erase it not to eliminate it but simply so they can get their attention that's stuck in the past back here in the present Mm -hmm. because when when someone's attention stuck in the past or in an upset they don't have that attention here and now to focus on the present and their goals and their dreams. Mm-hmm. So does that help answer that question? It's, it's really more about giving them the tools to. Well, I think it does. I think it does. I am, I am looking forward uh, to, to the tools. Uh, I know you asked if that answer that question, but that leads into uh, something that I don't want to bring up necessarily this, uh, in this particular conversation but it's very fresh about my in my mind, and I'll tell you what that is. It is the regular conversations on past, present, and future. And I sure. often think that we we get, <laughs> I hear a lot of junk uh, around from people who are well intentioned, but I don't want to go off <laughs> on that topic. I want to stay with you. And what I'm hearing you say is that when a person is shocked, part of the the the, the continuance of that shock is that they are locked in a past. And in order to deal with that shock, that we need to get out of that past. I hear. I think I hear you saying that. Yes, in, right. in a sense, in a sense, you're right. Um, but more than that, just to just to expand on what you said, actually, that shock in the past, mm-hmm. it does. They have, do have energy or attention stuck in the past. But what's actually happening is that upset from the past is continuously being. Uh, you know, triggered or continuously reoccurring in the present. Right. Mm-hmm. So almost like that shock that's in the past actually continues to persist into the present. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you got that, then then that's that is what I'm saying there. Yep, yep, yep. So what yep. are the, some of the tools that um, we can have to be able to deal with this shock? Yeah, so I think one of the most important things is what binds someone in a shock are the pieces of the shock that they don't want to experience. Okay, so it's it's the things they don't want to experience that actually trap them in the shock. Hmm. And I'll give you an example, and then I'll get a little bit more specific on that. But imagine, imagine having your hand against the wall, and you're pushing as hard as you can with your 
left hand, you know, against the wall. Mm-hmm. The harder you push, the harder that wall pushes back, mm-hmm. right? And you actually have a ton of energy or attention, right? Tied up and pushing the wall, and you're basically going nowhere, mm-hmm. right? That's a lot of times what happens to the shock. And mm-hmm. specifically, the emotions we don't want to experience, mm-hmm. because inside a shock, the emotions are like the glue that bind everything together and kind of trap our attention. So instead of resisting those emotions, instead of stopping to push against the wall, we actually have to just take our arm down. Instead of resist, and so instead of resisting it, actually experiencing. So the question is, the question for your listeners. Uh, the question, one of the key questions we work through with clients um, who want to work through a shock in the area is ask them, what are the frozen moods in the shock? Or mm-hmm. what are the moods that are stuck in that moment and that time? Mm-hmm. And, and we get the biggest, and then, you know, for those listening at home, I encourage you to, to think of a moment of shock that comes to to come to mind and, and just maybe write down a note to yourself. What is that biggest, what is the biggest frozen mood, the biggest mood that you just don't want to experience or don't want to feel mm-hmm. in that shock? Um, if you want to, if you want to work through that. And then what we do is work instead of pushing against or resisting that mood actually helps someone be able to experience it gradiently, slowly. And what that'll do is release kind of the glue that's trapping their attention from that past moment and allow them to come more here now naturally and not, and this isn't, and, and one thing I want to add to this, this isn't uh, pretend the past didn't exist and everyone should be <laughs> I'm glad should be you're happy make, in the present moment. I'm glad you're, you're emphasizing that point, right? Because I think yeah. sometimes uh, we get uh, mixed up or we convey unintentionally that uh, just pretend that past didn't exist, and it must frustrate people to no end. <laughs> just you know, don't tell me that it didn't happen. So I'm glad that you're mentioning that. Yeah, because I've experienced shocks, and the truth is, they're in the past, but sometimes they're in the present. Mm-hmm. Every day when you wake up, you right. can feel it. Mm-hmm. It can feel like a heaviness. It can feel like a weight. You can feel lethargic. Whatever the manifestations are for someone. It's not in the past, it's here in the present. That's so the right. solution isn't to ignore it. The solution isn't to pretend it doesn't exist. Right. The solution is actually to go back through those pieces that are trapped in your attention, release them, and then you can be more here and now and in a higher mood level, more positive, but naturally, not in a forced or artificial way, uh, because that would be, um, yeah, that would not be, that would not be what we're, what we're proposing here. Um, cause that, yeah, that would be a, a falseness or artificialness mm-hmm. to it versus, mm-hmm. uh, like a natural excitement or a natural positivity that someone feels, um, when they're winning or happy in an area. Love it. Love it. So good. So, so once someone has that key mood, so there's a couple, so let me back up for a second. So the first thing to look at is when exactly did the shock occur and what I want the person to do is to pinpoint the exact moment they felt that shock. Was it when they talked to someone? Was it before they talked to someone? What was the exact moment of shock? So we're looking date, time, um, day of the week. Is uh, The more specific you can be, the better. So when exactly did the shock occur? And the second question is where exactly did the shock occur? The exact location. 
and um, you know pinpoint you know the address, the room, the part of the room you were standing in, wherever it was. Um, that's the second question we look at. So the first one is when did the shock occur? The second one is where did the shock occur? Then, um, then you can look at, um, you know, you know, write down or make a note of what happened during the shock. And specifically what you're looking for is the pieces of the shock you don't want to experience. What was the most upsetting? What was the, the moods that struck you the hardest? Um, and you want to make a special note of those moods. Cause like I said, it's the, it's the pieces you don't want to experience. And often those are moods that trap you in a shock. And the reason this is important is because, you know, what most people, what I think a lot of people don't realize is before someone had a shock, they had some dreams and they had some goals and they were working towards those. Mm-hmm. So when someone runs into a shock, often the dreams and goals kind of collapse mm-hmm. and fall in on themselves. So the purpose of rehabilitating a shock, helping someone to handle the upset, is to get them more present, is to get them more in the here and now. But it's actually much more powerful than that. It's actually to help them recover the dreams and goals that they had before that moment of shock. Actually, I like that you put it that way. I. I, I like, let me just say that. I like that you put it that way. It's the recovery of the dreams and goals. Um, uh, I like that. Let me just leave it at that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, mm. Awesome. Well, let me, ju- let me just, well, since, since you said that, let's add to that a little bit. Because mm. what happens during a shock is often someone is upset. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but what happens before the shock is a set up was actually upset. So the setup might be their dreams. The setup might be their goals. The setup might be all the preparations they did to achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. And when the setup, which is the positive, flips and turns negative, it becomes an upset. Mm-hmm. And you can see that almost in the word set up. Obviously, if you you flip those those two parts of that word the other way, it becomes upset. So when the positive flips to negative, that's the mechanics of what a shock does. Mm-hmm. It takes someone off their dreams. It takes someone off and away from their goals. It, and or gives them less energy and attention to pursue what they really want. And that's, I think, the real issue with a shock um, is it just, you know, it traps them with attention and makes it harder for them to be themselves and work on their goals, their dreams, and their passions. Mm-hmm. Let me let me press you a little bit on that. I, I, I get that. And that sure. falls in line with you mentioning at the beginning, pushing against a wall and the wall pushing back. Um, There there are two things that come to my mind with that image. I'm just going to mention one of them now. I'm going to leave the other one alone. Um, uh, For some people, um, and I don't know if maybe this doesn't even fit in the the model that we're talking about, uh, but the shock is not, not, I'm not talking about the shock, the, the experience or the happening or the act, I don't know which word to put in there right now, is not one of past, but of necessity ongoing. For example, the shock might—I know the shock might be, as you said, something happened to a person. But the shock might be, let's say, as an illness. I, I can't find a good example. The illness isn't gone. There's <laughs> there, or or whatever trauma that they have 
they're actually living in that prama because it's by its nature not a wall, but then something ongoing. Is is this part of, or is this out of the picture of what we're talking about? Or am I well, even I think, making sense? <laughs> um, that's a lot of questions. So I think you are making sense, right. and I think that is connected to what we're talking to. Right. There can't so. I, I want to say two points on this. Often, let's take the example of an illness, mm-hmm. since since you brought that up. Right. And someone may be living with the illness for a considerable period of time. Right. So let's take that as an example or as an assumption. In my experience working with clients, there often is a single moment of shock. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe it's the initial moment they get the diagnosis. Maybe it's the first time they get a symptom. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's whatever it could be maybe when the doctor delivered some news to them. There often is a single moment of shock. Gotcha. Now, there can be a series of shocks, right? And, and a shock doesn't necessarily... There is a duration to a shock. Okay. And the duration gotcha. to a shock isn't necessarily instantaneous. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, does that help clarify? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I just wanted point? to know where we're at, so I don't yeah. throw at you something that isn't related. No, right. no I, I, think that's a, I think that's a good question. Yeah, um, yeah this isn't to say that, like, one moment someone has a shock, then it's over, and then life's back to normal. <laughs> right? Because that's very much not the case right. for a lot of us in a lot of areas, and I'll right. include myself in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it is to say is um, is that shock, even if it persists or has a duration, often began at a single moment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you can find that moment, mm-hmm. um, it will continue to persist kind of until you handle that. Or there could be a series of shocks. But I would encourage you, find the exact moment. And in my experience working with someone, mm-hmm. they find that moment. Mm-hmm. Like they can find the moment. And sometimes there's there's multiple moments. But most time, you can find that initial moment that actually was the shock. Right. right? The, the okay. moment that you kind of got that hit, um, the violent blow was a single moment, although it certainly could continue in the future going from there. Gotcha. I'm with you. Well, we'll be right back. Don't allow your wounds to transform you into someone you are not. We invite you to visit our platform, thejourney.riosports.com. The journey is one word, and Riosports is spelled R-Y-O-S-P-O-R-T-S. Thejourney.riosports.com. Our platform provides you free access to many kinds of useful resources. We invite you to visit our segment on emotional well-being. Our guest today is Dr. Jeff Crippen, a life coach and the founder of the Crippen Wellness Center. He's providing us with tools to successfully deal with shock. So we talked about the first question is, when did the shock occur? Mm-hmm. The second question was, where did the shock occur? And we talked about getting as exact as possible. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about looking at those control, um, or actually we talked about looking at those must-not-be-experienced items or those frozen moods that were locking up the attention. Mm-hmm. So once you identify, once you identify that mood, and let's say the mood is give an example of a mood that might be in a shock level. What would what could be a mood someone might feel? Uh, um, no, you, you you tell us, please. 
Okay, yeah, so it could could be a lot of things, but let's Mm -hmm. say it's frustration, or it could Mm -hmm. be upset, or anger, or hate, or annoyance, or Mm -hmm. pissed off, or whatever the mood is. Let's just say it's frustration. Right. So, um, and again, it's a very individual experience, so it could be any number of moods someone might feel in the shock. Mm -hmm. But let's say it's frustration. So we can look at the questions to ask yourself are these two. What part of frustration are you willing to experience and what part of frustration would you rather not experience? Mm. Because instead of resisting that mood of frustration, tying up all your tension, pushing against that wall, mm-hmm. what we actually want to do is be able to ex- experience and be kind of causative over that mood instead of being the effect of it. So instead of the frustration taking you over and controlling you, look positively at what part of frustration are you willing to experience and what part would you rather not experience and i'll give you an example a part of frustration someone may be able to experience is the frustration of learning something new mm-hmm. or the frustration of the final set while they're working out or the frustration of trying to solve a math problem and failing and failing and failing but ultimately that leads to a breakthrough in their learning mm-hmm. right that may be an example and what part of frustration would you rather not experience they can look at the pieces of frustration they'd rather not experience the anger, the, the kind of that blood boiling, want to scream kind of feeling or whatever it is. And then you'd ask those questions over and over. And as you do that, it'll actually put you, make you bigger than the frustration and put you at cause over that mood level Mm -hmm. instead of that frustration kind of taking, taking you over and controlling you. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yep, yep. Good, and but that's not enough, mm-hmm. right? That's 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 not enough because actually, what you need to do after that is you actually need to find out what the optimum positive mood level is to frustration. So, if someone says frustration is that negative mood they don't want to feel, what's the opposite positive mood level to frustration? And again. There's no real right or wrong answer because it's, it's very much an individual experience as we go through this sort of coaching with someone. Mm-hmm. But let's say it could be joy or it could be ease or it could be excitement or, you know, it could be any number of moods. But let's say it's, let's just say it's joy. Then you actually get the person back on the positive by asking what part of joy are you willing to experience and what part of joy would you rather not experience? Because those frozen moods are locking up someone's attention. So by getting someone to be able to experience those, the negative and the positive, you're actually helping them get bigger than the shock and put them back in control instead of the shock controlling them in a kind of an unknowing or unaware kind of way. Mm. Um, and that's, so what, what this doesn't do is this doesn't erase the incident. This doesn't change what happens. What this does is put someone, um, help them free up their attention from the area. So, they can so they can experience what happened in a more knowing and more aware way but even more than that and this is what's important about what we were talking about the goals and dreams as you handle the shock you actually recover the person's energy and attention and you reconnect that person to their goals and dreams mm, that's good and and then once someone's reconnected their goals and dreams then they can focus on whatever the heck they want to focus on <laughs> right yeah. you give you're just giving them the energy back and mm. then they can they can put that towards their goals, their dreams, and their wants at life, and that puts them back on the positive side of life, mm-hmm. and that helps them be a lot more themselves. And that's the essence of what we're trying to work through 
when when someone comes to us and, and asks for some help handling a shock. So do you, are, do you say that when people are dealing with shock, they should they should more likely go to help, or you think that a person being aware of what you are sharing could uh, coax themselves back into uh, po- into positivity, which which or both are correct. Yeah, I think that's a very much of a very individual decision. I think it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. It depends on the the degree of shock. It depends on how difficult it is for them to experience. Mm-hmm. Some shocks have incredible amounts of pain in it. Some shocks have incredible amount of hurt, and it's more than one person can confront on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in cases like that, I would um, I would encourage them to to reach out to someone who could help them through that who understands the kind of the mechanics of what happens um, and can have a lot of presence and a lot of empathy and a lot of connection with them and help them through that. Um, for other people, these questions, um, and, and this is a, these are a few of them. We won't have time to get through all of them today, but I'll, I'll give you guys a link to be able to get all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they do stand alone and they can work um, by themselves. Although my experience is some shocks have so much, you know, anger, mood, moods, emotions, upset, pain. Mm-hmm. We, just, we use pain as a general rule. They have so much pain in them that um, it's two stronger than one. Right. <laughs> and, and having two people work through it is a much stronger setup for them than working through it by themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that you said you were going to share with us some links to, so people could go and, and get some additional information. But uh, I know that you also have a program. If people wanted to come to you, um, tell us about how they can go about doing that. Yeah, so, you know, I'll share this um, with everyone on the call. You know, first of all, you know, I hope, I think there's a lot in this call that can be very helpful by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of expand on that, I'd like to in, invite you guys. I've actually, with a couple of my colleagues, so there's there's actually about, there's about 17 steps in a shock handling process that we take someone through and i gave you about four or five of them on this call Mm -hmm. but i'd like to share with you guys the other 17 the other 17 steps and i've recorded a webinar um and the webinar is so the the address is aclc.us aclc.us yep yeah apple charlie l charlie i don't know what the l would be but dot us mm-hmm. and then um you, so it's a c l c dot us forward slash shock mm-hmm. and as you do that you'll be able to direct it right to a webinar we're actually going to give you the shock handling process or procedure mm-hmm. um, and we're going to train you how to run it yourself so you can watch this by yourself you can also get a couple friends and you can watch it together mm-hmm. um, because it does work better with two people and We'll take you through um, a complimentary webinar, give you the process, and train you how to do this. And this came out of um, this came out of an intention we had in March, um, late March, early April. We just watched, you know, watched a lot of shocking things happen in the world, and um, you know, we probably reached out to you know tens of thousands of people mm-hmm. to share this information with them. Um, just as a ten- just with the intention to help because there's a lot of people sitting in a lot of upset and a lot of pain and a lot of shock, and we just want to give them 
tools to help them. So I'd say go to that website, aclc.us forward slash shock, put your name and email, and then you'll be able to watch the webinar for free and you'll get a downloadable version of the shock handling process of the shock handling sequence that'll have all 17 steps on there. And then you'll have about a 45 minute webinar from us, I believe, training you on exactly how to do that. So talking about a little bit of what we have in this, in this, in this call, in this podcast, Neville, and then expanding, expanding on that from there. So I think that's the best way to go. Um, if you want to, um, yeah, through there, I think you can reach out to us, um, directly through our website. You can, you can email us if you'd like to, um, reach out to one of us, but, um, that's at aclc.us. But I'd encourage everyone to watch the shock handling webinar, uh, and then to, to download that process and to begin working through that. Because I think even just understanding what a shock is, how it happens, how it traps your energy or your attention, how it disconnects you from your goals and dreams, and then how to reconnect you to your goals and dreams, which is ultimately the source of your power in your life. Um, I think people will get better just understanding those principles. And just, just know, I, just, I think the final message I would have to someone um, who's listening today is um, there is help. You know, it is, um, it is possible to work through this. You know, I think a lot of times there might be, you know, a lot of frustration, a lot of pain, a lot of difficulty. I just want them to know there is, there is help and, um, you can recover that energy. You can reconnect to your goals. You can reconnect to your dreams and, um, yeah, I encourage you to check out, listen to this podcast once again. And I encourage you to check out that webinar as well, because that'll give you uh, a lot of information that I found very helpful and has found very useful working with, with our clients. The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Thank you so much. This is what, the fourth or the fifth time that you've been on our show? Um, thank you for um, uh, setting aside time for us. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I think, it's, um, I think it is number five, and I appreciate, uh, appreciate the, the invitations to come back and yeah, it's my sincere hope that um, this is helpful and that people take advantage of it because this is something, um, yeah, I think can can really have a positive impact in people's lives. So thank you very much for the opportunity, Neville. Thank you, thank you, thank you. See you next week.